0: How's it going, Creative Crunch listeners? I'm your host, Curtis Tucker, as always. Welcome to Minisode 3, the final Minisode for Denver Startup Week. I'm going to recap the job fair that I went to. I'm going to recap yesterday, and I'm going to recap tonight, Friday night. I'm not going to recap because I haven't experienced it yet. But I'm going to kind of preview a little bit about what I'm going to do tonight and kind of let you guys know what other content you can expect from my Denver Startup Week adventures. So let's just get right into it by rolling that sweet new intro song by Dallas Scott. Make sure you check out their Instagram, the link is in the bio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Crunch. Alright, welcome back. I hope you are enjoying that new little intro jam. And again, yeah, make sure you check out Dallas's Instagram. The link is in the description of this episode, so make sure you check that out. And I hope you enjoy that. Uh, so let's get into this. A little bit about this job there that I went to uh, Wednesday night of Denver Startup Week. It was at the McNichols building in Civic Center Park in downtown Denver. Uh, didn't know what I was getting myself into. I had kind of heard a lot of things, and I had, of course, you know, my own expectations of what a job fair is. Um, and in my experience, it's kind of like, you take a bunch of resumes, you talk to a bunch of people at a bunch of tables, and it's kind of like a soft interview. You're basically, like, getting pre-screened live right there, and, like, how you present yourself at the table, um And then you end up in a pile of resumes, honestly, like one pile or another. Um, and it's, it's interesting, and you just kind of have to, like, make the rounds, and then you decide whether or not, like, to hang out or not, and it's kind of, um, at least the job fairs I've gone to, like, really don't have a reason to hang out once you've made the rounds at the table, um, so it's kind of hard to network with, like, the other attendees, who are obviously, like, in the exact same position you are, and, like, As i discovered through the one on wednesday night from the job fair that's who you really want to talk to or that's who i wanted to talk to and connect to is actually the other people searching and not necessarily the employers and here's why i say that is because this denver startup week job fair um at least this year the one that i experienced uh, was all tech companies looking to either open a second office or another location in Denver. um, Or, you know, what else was really popular was remote hiring, right? Uh, but it was all for the technology sectors. Some of the buzzwords I was seeing was like programming, development, software, engineer, computer science, you know, anything in that spectrum uh, would have really successfully had um some landings, I think, at the job fair. But As someone who wants to like carry a camera around and kind of get into marketing, I personally did not think that I kind of fit in and I really didn't see a lot of things that looked like that. Uh, So I kind of just switched gears uh, early on in the evening from handing out the 75 resumes that I had printed out earlier that day to more just uh, kind of filming it, documenting it and seeing what else I could accomplish and who else I could meet and maybe get some free swag. But that really wasn't the goal because uh I just like didn't speak the lingo. So I just kind of hung back a little bit. I took some pictures and some videos of one of the DJs and then gave them my card. So we'll see what that leads to, if that leads to a follow through on that on their end. Because I'm happy to send them all those pictures and videos that I took that include them. Um, and would love to like work with them possibly in the future. I think it would be cool to kind of go document a DJ. That's why I did that. Uh, then I just talked to another person who had a camera around their neck and, uh, I just asked who they were shooting for. Uh, and that seems to be my go-to question when I bump into another photographer at an event, you know, are you on assignment or is this up to you? And are you vlogging? Are you like me? Right. That's what I want to try to figure out really quickly. Maybe even sometimes before I figure out your name. So I did that with a gentleman or a person, I should say, that I bumped into who had a camera. I was just like, oh, what are you doing? Yada, yada, yada. Um, I really wish I had kind of connected with some of the Denver Startup Week photographers because their photos were actually pretty good um, and really interesting and I think told a narrative through photography. You can check that out on the Denver Startup Week Facebook page. They kind of just did uh, daily recaps of just photos, you know, and they didn't really even caption them, which I thought was interesting. They did in like the album, they would like highlight where and what the events were from, but they weren't necessarily uh, writing a caption for each individual photo. So I thought that was interesting. Um, But that was kind of the goal for the job fair. It just switched from meeting employers to meeting other people. I talked to a gentleman who was just like looking out the window and kind of admiring the view and we hit it up and swapped cards. And so, um, yeah, I didn't hang around too long. Uh, once it kind of clicked for me that I didn't, um, fit or wasn't really a prospect for the employers per se, who are looking to move to Denver. Uh, but just a heads up that if anybody is in those sectors and you missed out on this job fair, I would highly recommend like trying to hunt down the list somehow through the internet. Um or whatever you can find in terms of the job fair list and uh, follow up with all those companies and like see what they have posted and see if they're going to be at another job fair coming up because uh, if you know anything about coding or web development or program software or computer engineering or computer science or anything in that sort of spectrum of knowledge, um if you have any skills in that area this would have been perfect for you. You would have gone away with a lot of uh, resumes handed out and a lot of free water bottles, let's just say that. (laughs) I did end up getting a free burrito, which was nice because for me, this was a little bit of an overwhelming experience. Uh, So once I had the free burrito that one of the companies was handing out, I kind of just took a chill break for a little bit because it was very much like a dance and club environment. There was a bar, there was DJs on both floors. It was very much like a party kind of fun atmosphere. And I did notice on the banner going in that they did call it not only a job fair, but a showcase. And that was a little hard to cipher once you got in on like who was really truly hiring and who was just kind of like, hey, we're this company and like we're in Denver or we're thinking about being in Denver or what have you. Uh, so the job fair was really interesting and I'm sure some of the footage will make it into the vlog because uh, I ended up using my nifty 50 for some of it so I think I got some really dynamic shots to also mix in with the GoPro. Uh, after two days of filming I noticed that I should probably also be capturing some with my 50 on my camera. I didn't take my kit lens at all I just had my 50mm on my DSLR and I was primarily vlogging from the GoPro perspective. But uh after wednesday uh and you know yesterday, Thursday, I also filmed a little bit on my d s l r with the fifty millimeter to hopefully splice that into the vlogs as well. but overall, the job fair was very interesting, and again, it just wasn't for me; it was for people in this tech sector. It was very interesting to go to a job fair that was like a party environment and less of like. I don't know, I've seen other ones advertised for like doing live interviews right then and there. I don't necessarily think that that was happening. I do think like resume collecting was happening at this one. But it was, you could also just kind of just party. Now, the cool tactic I think that was an interesting kind of guerrilla takeaway from this, um, that is truly entrepreneur, is there were several people with name tags on that said, I'm hiring. And I ended up talking to one person who had this on their name tag after seeing several people walking around. And I just said, oh, hey, what are you hiring for? And of course, it was everything in the tech sector and yada, yada, yada. And they seemed like somebody who was a little bit more researched and probably previewed the list of employers before coming, right? So they seemed to be a fit. But um, as I was talking to them, They said that they either, I can't remember if they had just either missed the boat on signing up for a table, or the cost wasn't um, what they thought it was going to be, or there was some reason for not actually having a table, but at least they showed up and they were out there, and I think that goes into one of the conversations uh, from an earlier session in the week about generating leads. You know, if you had a sales team in the Denver metro area, or if you already had an established office, um, I would have people uh, from your team go to that, you know, like, and go to a job fair and sort of headhunt and aggressively seek without even paying the table fees or having a sort of formal presence. Um, And just to kind of, like, talk the room up and hand out cards and, like, do some guerrilla stuff that way uh, and play within the boundaries of the rules for the job fair of that, but kind of just do it discreetly. And I think, like... I think in a way it is kind of welcome, right? Because it is a celebration of that entrepreneurial spirit. It's like, I couldn't be here in this form or fashion, but at least I'm going to be here uh, this way with I'm hiring on my name tag. So the job fair was definitely an experience and, uh, you know, something to learn from. And just because I didn't land a job uh, doesn't mean that it wasn't a success, right? It was a success in terms of having the experience under your belt. I still handed out a few cards to some people. Um, I now have a stack of resumes and a folder ready to go for anything. So whenever the job fairs happen again and I can add some to my calendar, um, I'll just be ready to go. So it definitely was a success in a different way. And I think that's what's really cool is just learning to appreciate that. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to hop forward in time to Thursday and we're going to talk about the Jerry Maguire experience going to Ginsler, and what I'm up to tonight, Friday. Welcome back. We are now going to fast forward in time to Thursday and it all started with an e ride. I've been taking the train in from the suburbs to the convention center, and then just hopping over to base camp out of habit uh, every day because it's just so close to the convention center. No matter where I'm headed, I always try to make at least 15 minutes to just go over to base camp, uh, check out what's going on, feel the energy of the room, uh, check on some piles of business cards that I have around the room and maybe restock some of those, and just honestly see what's free. See if I can get a free cup of coffee, see if I can get... uh, Uh, something free to throw in my lunchbox to go with my lunch later in the day to drink um, and see if there's snacks and just to kind of always feel the vibe out. And after Tuesday, I had figured out that base camp also includes the large grassy area and that sculpture of the white figures dancing at DCPA. So there are like two tents out there, as well as a slew of other activities. And where I went to the farmer's market actually was... Always sort of filled, at least partially filled, with some companies who were giving away free products and free samples. I know at least the Red Booth, uh, the excuse me, the Red Bull booth was always set up and giving samples out, as well as like a tea company seemed to always be there and going. And then every now and then you could g- grab a free Ratio beer, which I think was really nice. And all you had to do was go to the info table where you pick up your wristband and get stamped. So, anyway, that's just a quick little hack on Basecamp. But after swinging by Basecamp, I decided to uh, jump into one of the little e-tucks, which is a Colorado company I learned the other night on a ride from the COO of the company. And the GM, I think he is, is what his card said. Um, I hopped in an e-tuck and... um, went over to the jerry Maguire experience which was really cool so if you don't know about the jerry Maguire experience i think it's kind of like at least internet famous i know i saw something um, on facebook or instagram or something uh, a long time ago about this but it's produced by uh, this art collective called everything is terrible very cool collective they have a room in meow wolf in santa fe and as some of the video store employees were telling me as I was experiencing the Jerry Maguire thing, um, that they're also going to be contributing to the Meow Wolf in Denver. So this was an art installation all centered around collecting VHS copies of the Jerry Maguire experience or the Jerry Maguire movie on VHS. So it's all VHSs. The room is wallpapered with VHSs. Part of the floor is VHSs. Uh there's a throne that is like the Instagrammable moment of Denver Startup Week, right? Uh if you are cool and trending in Denver, you got at least one picture with uh yourself in the Jerry Maguire throne. And then they were playing it on a smaller TV and there was an adults only section. Uh which was kind of a mystical uh shape orb thing in the dark. You really I really couldn't see it all. I think that's why i can't like really describe what i was experiencing but there was something in an altar-esque fashion with an orb um, and a diffuser and then more copies of the Jerry Maguire VHS, obviously. Um, so I wanted to support Everything is Terrible. It seems like a really cool project. So I picked up a little keychain that features a VHS and an eyeball, and that comes from uh, the queer art crawl. There was like a little conversation on maybe the eyeball becoming a new queer iconography as we reclaim the gaze. Um, so I instantly saw that and it was only five bucks and I knew it was supporting them. So I grabbed that um, as well. And I'm pretty sure it's going to make its way onto the backpack here. Um, But that was the Jerry Maguire experience. That was pretty cool to kind of have that um, little soft benefit of Denver Startup Week, I guess is how I would categorize it, right? It wasn't a lecture or it wasn't really a big to-do. It wasn't a party or a uber-sponsored thing. But um, it was sponsored by the design track and kind of brought here by the design track um, and their sponsors, which I think are like Western Union and a couple others. So it was cool to kind of see like the recognition of that and considering that design and wanting to bring that to Denver and make that happen. And I think it was on Market Street in between 14th and 15th. So not only Startup Week people were discovering it, but just anyone uh, who was in that neighborhood could stumble upon the Jerry Maguire experience all week and, uh, just, yeah, experience it. I guess everything is in the title, right? That's how good everything is terrible is at doing their job. Um, so after that, I found my way to Ginsler, which is an innovation architect, I guess is how I would call it. Their office is what they produce. Um, so, The presentation was given in like a flex space right at the entry level of 17th Plaza where their building is. There's a reception desk and then like a big flex space that I think turns into an event space and a million other things. And so they had a screen down and they have like what I call like Google stairs, you know, those big wood innovation, like larger stairs for you to sit and chill. And then I ended up in like a landing area in between the bottom floor and the top floor with the table because I wanted to plug in. But uh, that didn't end up happening, so I just ended up listening more to the presentation and only ended up seeing the people at the end uh, when we got to mix and mingle with them. So the presentation I went to was called InstaFamous, and it was a panel of Instagram influencers and small business owners uh, from the Denver metro area, obviously. And it was really interesting just to um, hear all of these perspectives Um, and how they got Insta-famous and what they think is currently going on. And I mean, just the overall arching theme, I think that I kind of took away from is, is especially on Instagram. I think Instagram is the biggest challenge. Um, is this just a complete mystery? You know, getting Insta-famous all depends on who you are, um, when you do it, how you do it, right, and it's, there's no, it's, it's not formulaic, right, like, if anybody gives you a formula to being insta-famous, um, don't listen to them, I think was, like, the big takeaway from this panel, there really is no way to just, like, do this, this, and this, and then get that, you know, and, like, hit 100K followers or, like, drive your engagement to this rate. Like, there's no set way of doing that, especially 100% in the influencer sphere. Everybody kind of would just throw their arms up in the air and kind of just answer, you know, like, I don't know. I don't really honestly know how it happened. Um, and, you know, because on uh, being an influencer, I think, is just a lot of what the speakers were saying is being authentic. And so, in being authentic, you can't really demystify the beast, right? Like I believe if you're a hundred percent into set into being like an influencer, you don't really want to dissect the algorithm or be obsessed with it the way that somebody in marketing and communications would be obsess obsessed with it, or like somebody in business who's trying to influence is obsessed with it. Um, I think you want to kind of keep it mysterious in a way, you know, and just be yourself and figure out a flow that's good for you and cultivate an audience from that. Um, so some of the notes that I have here from that uh were just it's about sharing a journey. Instagram is about sharing a journey, right? And I'm just gonna share these notes because um again there is no formula. So I feel like if I share the notes from this experience, um you can kind of cipher and take away what you want to take away from what I took away, right? Like, I'm kind of filtering it and telling you guys what I got from the panel. I'm not quoting anybody verbatim. This is what I got from the panel and, like, the snippets that I took from it. And then you can take those and, like, hopefully it informs your Instagram a little bit more, right? And using it as a tool and, like, a communications vehicle a little bit more, right? So let's just get into these notes. So it's all about having a journey and sharing that journey, right? And I believe that I have a journey now, but I do not believe I'm sharing it enough. I still believe I think I'm a little obsessed with sharing the final product. And I mean, as a photographer, how do you get photos of yourself? So I've been trying to dissect that, but that was a good note. It's also about sharing relevant content and honestly about taking pretty photos, one of the speakers said. And investing in photography, I think, was a good consistent theme throughout this. Um, using highlighted stories, always creating those that reminded me to like go in and update mine, but like really using that highlighted stories feature, uh, to captivate and share experiences. Maybe it's the branded influence. Maybe it's a certain piece of artwork or a certain work day or a certain event I think is maybe an interesting way to approach it. Right now, mine are highlights and they're just outdated, honestly. So I think there's a better way to approach that, but really use those highlighted stories. And another big takeaway from all of the speakers was, use stories now, right? Because posting is like a little messed up. And if I post something, you might not see it for a couple days. It's very important to have an engaging Instagram story and to um, not only entice people with that and use it as a tool, but to then drive it to your post. One speaker said, excuse me, one speaker said, to push something up to six times in order to motivate your audience. And this is double what I had been previously told. So I thought that was interesting. Like if you want somebody to buy a product or use something or call you or whatever it is, uh, you need to push that six times on Instagram, which is more diversible now. Like I think that could be like three posts and three stories, right? Like you could come up with a mix, but your audience is now going to need it to see it six times before they act. Another interesting theme I thought was having your profile picture on white and I think this more works if you uh, have a logo but uh, one example this person did have to kind of back that up is they did have a photograph and the background was white and so that it just looked a little bit more professional and it blended in a little bit more with Instagram and how Instagram currently looks. Uh, Always think long term in terms of Instagram, this being an influencer and being Insta famous is not something that happens overnight. And you might have to say no to some things in the short term to make those long term goals happen. Um, And the relevant example to this was branding that this fitness influencer had, you know, if they had said yes to some things very early on, would Reebok, Nike, any of these larger brands really be reaching out to them now for much larger long-term deals? Uh, So I thought that was really interesting. And don't be tied up with perfection. I think that's a constant balance and something that was really different between all of these people is some people were tied up with perfection and some people weren't, right? Like some people would spend Hours creating a post or lots of money and time and resources into photography, and other people would just kind of bang out content. So I thought that that was really interesting. Uh, and then some other stuff that they mentioned was you know, constantly showing behind the scenes stuff and showcasing imagery uh that you would really wouldn't use on your website or that might not fit on your website or just the ability to share more imagery than your website would allow. Right? There's no way you would put hundreds, if not thousands, of images on your website. Uh it would all be about, you know, um curating those for your website. But Instagram you can just bang them out and you can share multiple angles of a product. You can show influencers using the product. Uh, You can show yourself working on your project more in depth, you know, as whereas you might only list the final thing on your website. You can show the process and the behind the scenes through your Instagram. The other thing that was a cool takeaway was, you know, always engage with your audience and really ask questions and kind of be detailed in the captions and replying to comments was another big one. Um, to take away and just make your followers feel special, that is why I always say thank you to you guys for listening and supporting and following and liking and that 's why I always try to take time to uh, leave meaningful comments and such uh, so I thought that that was really interesting. I have some notes for the q and a from the q and a, uh, but I think i 'm going to tie that into a blog post or some other content that i 'll be talking about at the end of the episode, or the little mini-sode today, Uh, so stay tuned for that. But for right now, we're just going to take a quick break and get right back into it. Uh, So thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you in a couple of seconds. All right, welcome back. Uh, Yeah, Denver Startup Week, that's pretty much it. Tonight, Friday night, I am going to the closing party of the design track, which is a panel of drag queens talking about personal branding and how you can bank on that and sort of build your empire. Um, and then that also includes free admission to Drag Nation right next door at Trax. So that will be the last, 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 last Thing I do for Denver Startup Week two thousand and eighteen, uh, it was a very interesting week. It was a roller coaster of a journey. I could not have anticipated this at all. It was amazing. It was incredible. I cannot believe that this is free. I love that like Denver is supporting this. I love that so many companies are offering up their spaces and their offices to host content um, and host sessions, and I love that so many sponsors are getting behind all of the great parties and things like that. It really, it blows my mind. I can tell you right now from my event planning experience, a ticket to something like this, you know, that was really honestly five full days of programming, sometimes honestly up to 10 hours a day of programming, could run you in the thousands of dollars, I would believe. Like, I honestly would believe, like, the amount of stuff and things that you can go to. This would be so expensive. Uh. So anyway, that being said, I highly encourage you to sign up for Denver Startup Week next year and check out all the other content that I'm going to be rolling out around Denver Startup Week. So all week, I was carrying my camera around Filming with my GoPro and with my DSLR and taking photos. I've been sharing things on my Instagram and my Twitter. So I hope you've been following me at Curtis Crunch um on both of those platforms. So I am going to be rolling out a vlog. I'm going to be rolling out several vlogs. I don't know, at least something kind of flashy I'm thinking and then maybe at least another tips and tricks videos uh cuz I think there's a really cool way to do Denver startup like for free and to eat for free and drink for free and there, I think there's tips and tricks and I'd be interested in maybe collecting some of those um from other people who went to Denver Startup Week. But I'd love to maybe crank out at least two or three videos with all the footage I have from Denver Startup Week. And like I was saying earlier, I have pages and pages of notes um, that I'm going to maybe transcribe or turn into a series of blogs on my website. Or my website, I should say. Just one. I only have one website. Um, And link you guys out to those kind of things. And to just start that practice, since my website does have that feature to host a blog um, and i've got a lot lot of notes here i'm just kind of flipping back through them and i have a lot to learn i have a lot to learn about blockchain and cryptocurrency um yeah it sounds like it's creeping into everything and in one form or another we're going to be using these technologies in our lives at some point uh so thanks so much for listening to the mini sods. if you haven't listened to the other two days make sure you go back in time and do that. As far as October goes, I'm going to have an interview with my friend and former classmate, Aaron O'Tiller from Colorado Mountain College. Uh, they are now going to MSU Denver and kind of wrapping up their education. And so I got the chance to talk about them because they're also starting a self-publishing project, right? Um, you know, and they're just kind of collecting photos of themselves and of other things. And like, well, I should say pictures that they've taken. Um, So we had a really engaging interview. And so that'll be rolling out the first week of October. I'm also going to interview Dallas Scott, who... Uh, produced that sweet intro song that you listened to at the beginning of the episode and that uh, was at the beginning of the other two mini-episodes and will be at the beginning of every other episode until Dallas wants to make another version of that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to interview Dallas. I'm also going to interview Jasmine, who is an artist and um, an art educator working in Denver uh, in many different capacities and their projects and their art address a lot of intersectionality and social justice issues for women of color and everyone else pretty much in the community um, who is marginalized in other marginalized communities. So I think that's going to be a really interesting interview. And then there's One more in there, but I can't remember it off the top of my head, and I don't have it in me, but October is pretty much full, slated, and ready to go. So what I'm going to do is, the people I was interested in Startup Week and having them on my podcast, I'm going to try to get them slated for November right? So that'll give me a good month to kind of get them on the calendar and do some research and um, have them on. But I really do appreciate all the support uh, that we've been getting and well, I should say that I've been getting um, from you guys via all of the listens. If you find this super engaging, uh, and you want to start a conversation again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Curtis Crunch. If you want to help me continue to go to conferences uh, right now in Denver at the Convention Center and other venues. If you want to help me learn for you, please consider clicking that listener support link in the description of this episode. It'll take you out to a secure website on Anchor where you can make a monthly donation of 99 cents. That alone I think should be plenty uh, to survive off of and keep going and will serve as great motivation for that. If you can't afford a 99 cent monthly donation, consider tweeting this episode out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a review. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually share this to your Instagram story, comment your favorite part, and let your followers know that you've been working on your creative crunch by listening to this podcast. Thanks so much, and we will see you guys next week for a regular episode, uh, the interview with Aaron O'Tiller of Tidbit Awards Publishing. Have a great rest of your day, and enjoy the weekend. Bye.